2: every time.
3: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. Today we have an amazing guest with us today, Mr. Shane Torres. How are you doing today?
4: I'm good. How are you?
1: Doing good, doing good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, if you can please tell our audience, Shane, who you are and what it is that you do.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, my name is Shane Perez. I am a real estate broker owner based out of the Des Moines, Iowa area. Um, I have a few different companies. that are all related to real estate, um, including a coaching company.
1: Awesome. So, with that being said, I want to dig into some questions for you. So, it says here that um, when I was reading about you, it said that you went from bankrupt, broken, and facing foreclosure to selling twenty million dollars in real estate. So, can you can you Correct. walk our audience through that process? Like, what what inspired you to go into real estate?
4: Well, quite honestly, I didn't really have any other choice. Um, You know, I used to be a home builder prior to doing real estate, and I'd actually already started my real estate classes when my home building company shut down. Um, I stopped. I paused that. But then I started applying for, um, because I had a background in construction, and obviously still do, Um, I, I started applying for a construction superintendent leaderships jobs around the Midwest and I applied for over you know two hundred and some jobs and nobody was hiring. So then I only had one test left to take to get my real estate license and um I was actually gonna go be an over the road trucker for my aunt and uncle's company. They paid for my CDL and everything and then my wife was like uh you know, we found out we're gonna have another baby. She's like, well you can't go they're gone nine months out of the year you just can't go even if we lose the house you can't go so i didn't Um, i borrowed money from my father-in-law to get my take my last test and get my license and pay up all the upfront fees and uh yeah that's how i got into real estate and said i didn't really have any other options all right
1: (laughs) So it was, so it's going into real estate. A lot of people go into real estate; they become um, agents or brokers. How does but they're not as successful as they expect it to be? How did you mm-hmm. when you got started? How did you go from you know facing foreclosure, bankrupt, and and being broken to to that like what was that step to your first deal? And then after your first deal, how did you get to
4: selling twenty million dollars in real estate? Well, you know, my first deal wasn't that much. I think it was like a $15,000 house in in Des Moines, foreclosure. Um, I still had to work construction part-time for that first year, uh, so I didn't do so hot um, in that first year. But what I noticed and uh, what was happening is a few of these houses, um, and I would deal with the foreclosures, I was dealing with these REO agents, and it was almost impossible for him to uh, reply. So then uh, I went to uh, a broker and said, you know, how do I get in on this REO stuff? And they're like, I could, uh, you know, I could do this. So he gave me this list, like you got to sign up with all these people. So I did, but what, what I didn't get in the R- REOs, but what started to happen is, is I got, uh, I got added to what's called BPOs, which stands for broker price depending. It's kind of uh it's not as a uh, official as an appraisal, but it'll give the banks an idea of what the home is worth. So I got signed mm-hmm. up to do those. Um, and that next year I did a, I, I did a, ended up doing a thousand BPOs. Um, oh wow. So, and then on an average of $50 pop, I also did 50,000 in GCI um, from commission sales. So I was able to quit my construction job. And then Right around the same time, I started – I went to this class, and they started talking about these things called short sales. So I'm in this class, and I'm like, this is genius. I mean, this is – I need to focus on this. And so I did. Um, When everyone else was afraid of short sales, I embraced them. Um, I went to all the classes that I possibly could, got all the designations that I possibly could. And I just went ahead – first into short sales. And before I knew it, I, I was at 25% of the short, had controlled 25% of the short sale market in the area. And to this day have over a 95% success rate. Um, I think a lot of my success in that, um, no, thank you. I think a lot of my success in that was because I was going through it. I was going through foreclosure. Um, Mm. I was negotiating with the bank to remodify my loan. I was doing all these things. I was going through bankruptcy. I could relate to them on a personal level, um, but I think the the main thing in all of that is, is I went into it with the mindset I was going to do my absolute best to get out of the mess that I was in. But if I couldn't, at least I could have, um, uh, I could feel good that I tried. And and that's really what happened. And since every as things progressed, you know, I just always watched and looked for opportunities and took advantage of them when they popped up.
1: Okay, so that leads me to another question. When it comes to, when you say you take advantages of opportunities as they popped up. Mm-hmm. Did you second guess them? Did you actually just, you know what, this is an opportunity. I'm going to go for it. Or did you sit down, weigh the pros and the cons and then was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to do this right here. Uh,
4: You know what? Um, both, because you would think that after everything I just went through and after losing everything that I would be a little less high risk, if you will. Um, I am more calculated, so I will look at everything and I will analyze everything, but I still move very quickly. So when I mm. see something as an opportunity to present itself, I very quickly look at how it can be done and what kind of systems can I put into place to help run it. So, mm. yeah, it was both.
1: And how important, when it came to making those decisions, how important was it to make a quick decision when it came to those decisions?
4: Uh, to make a quick decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know that that was super important, but it was super important for me because mm-hmm. if I wasn't going to do it, like if, I, if I'm if i trying to make a decision on something, it'll consume me until I make the decision. Um, gotcha. So it's best that I just make it one way or the other and move on to the next thing.
1: Gotcha. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I really hope you are taking notes and paying attention to what Shane is saying. Okay, so my next question for you, Shane, is you because you you said that you know you were gonna go um, you're gonna be OTR over the uh, right over the yeah and yep. your wife was like hey we're about to have another baby you can't right. do that <laughs> right. so how did so how did having a family Going through what you were going through and building a company, how did you keep your mind clear and able to stay focused during all during that whole process?
4: How were you able to do that? Um, so it's, it's a few things. Um, my family is definitely my reason for doing everything. Um, I had tunnel vision, knowing that, you know, again, I was going to do my very best to get out of the mess I was in, um, but I would be okay if I didn't. Uh, But I also did not want my family, my kids, or my wife to feel the effects of what I had done. And by that, I mean having to file bankruptcy because of my other company. Um, I stayed focused. It was kind of a two-part thing. So I stayed focused because I knew, like I had, in my mind, I had no choice but to succeed. So I was going to do whatever it took um, as far as being consistent and doing all the boring stuff. But the the other thing it did is it helped it made me realize that prior to getting into real estate my priorities were wrong and it helped me realign my priorities and realize that there's more to life than work and money. And when I did that and I did get my priorities in line, it's like um it's magic happened and we grew even more. The more that I helped other people, the more we grew. And I will add that I block out all negativity. And some people say that's wrong, but I don't watch the news. If you say some negativity nonsense on social media, I won't necessarily unfriend you, but I will unfollow you. So I block out all negativity in my world. I don't deal with dramas.
1: Now, I agree with you 100% on that one. Those who say you are wrong, those are the ones that live in negativity. My personal opinion, ladies and gentlemen, my personal opinion, <laughs> because when you, I, I do completely understand that, because when you allow negativity in, even though you may build this wonderful barrier up to keep negativity out, it still has a way of seeping in. So keeping negativity away from you, it's is you're protecting your garden, you're protecting your wealth, you're protecting your legacy, and you're protecting your energy. So I don't see in any shape, form, or fashion how that is wrong. So I 100% right. agree with you on that one. <laughs>
4: so
1: with building your company, and you said you had a company prior to that. With building yes. with building your company, so how many companies have you had total, and which one was the most well, I have a lot business? now. Um. <laughs>
4: You know, they're all fun in different degrees. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So prior to this, I had a home building company. And that was fun for me because I came from nothing. And I set a goal years ago. I got this $1,000 check in the mail. And and it was something to do with my dad that I got because of my dad. And and actually, prior to that, I was being told it was going to be this massive amount, right? And I was going to start a company with it. Well, it showed up it was $1,000. And so I used that, and I I hired an attorney, and I started an LLC. And I spent a year while I was still a construction superintendent, just knocking on doors, asking banks to give money to build a house and opportunity and, you know, so on and so on. So it took a year to get there. Um, so I built it up very quickly, but coming from nothing in in you know I was in my mid twenties to all of a sudden being one of the largest general contracting framing companies in the area with that kind of money, you know I, I wasn't taught how to manage that, and I didn't manage it well clearly um so I learned a lot from what not to do in that scenario since then, you know I have a a real estate team that I manage. I'm a co-owner in the largest Remax brokerage in Nebraska and Iowa. Um, we have our own settlement company, our own insurance company, our own property management company. I did start a home building company again because I thought I missed it. Turns out I did not. Um, <laughs> so I stopped that just as of today, actually. They're closing my final house ever from that construction company is closing right now as we're talking and I'm done, but at this time it's on my terms. Um, Right. And I have a handful of development companies that do commercial development um, and investing and uh, in my coaching platform road to 20 million. So um, like I said, all somewhat real estate related, but different, uh, different entities. So, I have a lot of stuff that I help manage now, and they're all like well, right they're you. all fun and they're they're all fun in their different ways
1: all right so then that leads me to my next
4: question with building multiple businesses with
1: your coaching and your real estate your um property management um with 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 all of the companies that you have did you start them all at the same time or? Did you build one, get it established, put a team in place, and then start the next build it, yep. established team?
3: Hey, Secrets of Success family, there's big news from my favorite home security company, Simply Safe. Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right. Simply Safe, the system that U.S. News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, just got even better. This brand new, outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to keep you and your family safe. It has an ultra-wide 140 degree field of view so you can keep watch over your entire yard. It has 1080 HD resolution with an 8x zoom. That means you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It also has a built in spotlight with color night vision so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It's super simple to set up and usually just takes minutes and it has an easy to remove rechargeable battery so it doesn't need an outlet and can go anywhere on your property. This camera has it all and it integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, every window, and every room are protected and now your property will be protected too. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com/success. That's simplysafe.com/success. It's S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash success. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free. So when you enroll in interactive monitoring, it's going to be again, simplysafe.com dot com slash success.
4: And not being where you want to be or, you know, you personally, Um, I, I didn't do it that way. So I never found myself in that position, but that's, in my opinion, that's what would happen. Wow.
1: Okay. And with building your team, how is it important to build the proper team when you're building your company and putting that team together?
4: Um. That's it. Really, it's everything. You know, the success of our companies, quite honestly, you know, I've been the visionary, but the success of our companies are more to do with the people that I put into place. Um, but the personalities have to match. If you don't have the right personality, um, someone that, yes, you get along, but they compliment your, your fault, you know, things that you're not good at. Um, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to trust them wholeheartedly to run it and treat it as their own. So, without all the management that I we have in place and the staff that we have in place, I w- wouldn't be able to do any of this.
1: All right. Now, with with the multiple businesses, with the real estate and everything, what shifted you into coaching? Because I did hear you say you also do some coaching. What
4: What took yep. you down
1: that path? <laughs>
4: um, so it was probably I don't know three or four years ago. <clears throat> I was getting, I was getting contacted and asking me because I've always I've always done it for our brokerage, of course but I was getting contacted by a lot of people asking, you know, if I would mentor them or I would coach them and I would always say, no, no, I'm not into that. Um, and then uh, a couple of, you know, back then I was going, you know, I'd go spend a significant amount of money to spend the day with someone or I'd fly to California and do, do some sort of uh you know, a workshop or something like that. And after a while, I was like, these, you know, this is, there's nothing special um, that's being shared here. And I have, am I uh, unique in that, in my story? There's a lot of people that have got similar stories, but I've gone through a lot in a short period of time. So one day it just hit me. I was like, why not? Um, and so I started down the path to, start a coaching company, I wrote a book, um, cause I needed the credibility and uh, you know, what gives you credibility? Well a book. Um, so that was a whole learning process and it's kind of just, you know, happened over time. I, did, and I'll go you know, I did try to I'll say I tried that's one scenario where I tried to force it. Prime example of what forcing it will do. I tried to force it to into something bigger, faster and before it was ready. And uh it didn't work. And I spent a lot of money on it, and it didn't work. So I realigned, I reevaluated, and then now I'll just let it grow organically. I'm not going to force it. So that's how I, you know, start with people asking me how.
1: So how? So with, with that, with with going into that and letting it grow organically, and starting with that, how was that shift from going from hands-on, you know, in the houses? selling the houses getting the education to teaching like was that Mm. that shift like was it was it one Um, of those okay i'm super nervous about this or was it one of those
4: no i can do this (laughs) nope i wasn't nervous at all um i knew so back in 2012 i decided that i wanted to help any everybody that i possibly could become better versions of themselves not just in business but in their mm. life, knowing, like I said, my priorities were not right, and and right. by doing what I did, I got them right. And there's a lot of people in that boat. So I back, I, I it stopped being about the money in 2012, and it, it started being about helping people, as many mm. people as I can, and that's where I was referring to the magic happening. Um, mm. So I've been. Uh, you know uh, uh, teaching if you will, and helping people really since two thousand and twelve, starting with my first team agent, and now you know uh moving on till like you know I'm actually uh teaching a course, and actually I didn't even mention this, but a course for our real estate school tomorrow um Yay. uh to to probably thirty or forty agents um that have never heard it before uh so it's it, that. Helping people in any way possible is what what I look forward to in the day. Answering questions, helping them solve problems. Um, so it's 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 still it's, you know you mentioned the houses. Um, you're still helping people solve problems when they're buying a house or selling a house. So it's it's it was an easy transition for me. Um, I do think I was heavily involved in the. Uh, chamber, our local chamber, and I spoke a lot publicly and I think that helped um for me to be able to stand up in front of large crowds and speak. Um but yeah I don't I was just I just wanted to help people.
1: So when you started actually like when you started helping people as far as coaching them from your team to those that you um help outside of your team did you notice a difference in the prosperity of your businesses?
4: They all grew they all grew because i'm I mean <clears throat> when you invest in people, whether it be staff or you know our agents, and you make them better, then you know you as a company are gonna be better so um you know, like <clears throat> it's one of those things like when you first started something like that you do usually take a step backwards before you move forward, meaning that, you know, from the last year that I actually produced myself in real estate, um, it was, you know, it was a significant drop in revenue that next year, personally, um, before it went back up, but I had all these other ancillary, you know, and these other businesses that helped offset that drop. Um, so that's, that's been, um fortunate in what allows me to do these things and, and help other people. Mm.
1: Okay. So earlier you say, you said that your, your family is what drives you. Yep. So how, how has that been with having the multiple businesses and your family? How have you been able to balance building and family?
4: Uh, It's um, three-part. One, I have an extremely supportive wife, um, Mm -hmm. and she's always been supportive. You know, she stuck with me through all the loss of the company and the bankruptcy and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, when most people might not have survived that. um, And my kids now, they're older. They're supportive. Um, I have phenomenal staff in all companies. And uh, I get up super early. Um, you know, I don't like missing, I don't miss any events for my kids. So for me to get home at a decent time of night, I got to get up super early. Uh, and I honestly think that the third one, the super early is, uh, and, and, you know, prioritizing my calendar is, you know, the biggest hope.
1: Okay, thank you. I think that's one of the things that we miss the most is the prioritizing our calendars. Um, When we start businesses, businesses, you know, we pour everything into building the business but never actually take the time to prioritize and incorporate our family into that busy schedule. So thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. Well, part of it. No, go go
4: ahead. ahead. Well, I was going to say, um, I have three categories in which I tell people to prioritize their calendar. And that is personal time, friend time, family time, all comes first. So if someone wants to go to the gym on the regular, that goes on the calendar first. You want a date night with a spouse or significant other, that goes first. Then you fill it in with business building activities. Mm -hmm. Then you fill it in with appointments with clients. Um, If people can lock that down, you can start to quantify and predict your revenue.
1: I like how you prioritize your schedule. <laughs> I've never heard anybody put it that way. I've a happy opportunity to hear, hear Michelle Obama speaking. She said that she she scheduled her schedule, but you're the you're she scheduled her schedule first. So it like whatever she does for her, yep. for her, you know, she scheduled yep. that first and then her me time. she scheduled yep. Right. She scheduled her me time first, and then she went to, to everyone else was like, okay, look, <laughs> let me know what you need me to do, where I need to be, so I can go ahead and schedule it now. And I'm scheduling it mm-hmm. out for like the year, so let me I know. I go one
4: step further. I go one step further. I share my calendar and vice versa with all my people. So they can see where I'm at at any given time, and I can see where they're at at any given time. And not because I like to micromanage, because I like to know, hey, if if one of our uh, ladies or even guys are getting a massage, you know, I don't want to bother them. And so they know that if, I'm, if they need me, they know to block off two hours one way or the other and just put it in a <laughs> calendar and invite me, and I will be there.
1: That that is awesome. You give them you give them access so and then they yeah. have access you have access so basically you and your team are basically like you and your family. You all respect each other's time, you understand each yep. other's time and, and it's all the understanding of I know if I don't schedule this in, I'm gonna miss Shane. So let me do this now. Yep.
4: <laughs> yep. I love it. Exactly. <laughs>
1: I love it. So there's something that you said that I would really like for our audience to to really hear and pay attention to. When I initially asked you the question, you said I have a supportive wife. How important
4: has that been for you? Oh, it's everything. Um, you know, when I was losing my company, and I've and, and it's actually quoted in my book. Um, I was losing my company. It was very, very, I would say, I went through a two-month time of depression. Um, And a turning point for me was um, I was having a moment where I was having a breakdown. And I asked my wife, you know, back in the day I used to joke that I wanted to be worth a million dollars by the time I was 40. And then uh, so I asked her, I said, um, you know, If you have a goal that you obtained, because I obtained it by the time I was 30, if you have a goal that you obtained but then you lost it, does it count that you obtained it? And she said, what did you lose that mattered? So I didn't go to sleep that night, and uh, I laid in my bed, and I thought to myself, I lost trucks, I lost houses, I lost stuff, I lost money, I lost people who I thought were friends.
2: Can inspire
4: tomorrow
3: this is journalism that helps the world we live in this
4: is
0: makes it news
4: but i was still somewhat healthy and i had my family so she was right what did i lose that mattered so i got up that morning i was way overweight back then I hadn't worked out in 10 years i got up that morning took my bow all the clothes that i had hanging on it um and posted it on craigslist and installed it and bought a year year's Membership at the gym. I started working out again. And it just kind of progressed from there. So it is huge. If you don't have the support system at home, uh, it doesn't work. You know, you have a tough day at home, then you have a, or at work, you have a tough day at home. I know people, you know, it made us stronger. Like I said, we had another kid in the middle of all of it. But I know people that have, it ripped apart, that went through the same thing. So the support mm-hmm. system and the support of wife is huge.
1: Thank you, thank you very much for answering that question. because, in what we do in the the organization that Antonio has and from personal experiences as well, we understand that if if you don't have the support at home, it's ten times harder than the ten times harder than it already is right so i I really wanted our audience to understand that
4: because well. Let me add to that real quick because I want to go on the record okay. and say I wasn't I wasn't perfect with it. So another milestone in all this was because I was working hard. Don't you know? So you have some disagreements every now and then, and my wife and I were having a little bit of a disagreement, and I said, and this was early on. This was like 2011, because I was working really hard, but I would pop in for the kids' events and then I would take off again. And I said, I'm at all the kid events. I don't understand what your problem is. And she said, what about me? And that was was another turning point. It was at that point, I'm like, I got to do something different. And then that's when I started realizing the power of leveraging your time and adding people and things like that. So, um, you know, like I, I wasn't perfect with it.
1: Wow, thank you. Thank you for your transparency as well. Um and, and because I know it's helping someone. We 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 have a tendency we get so focused in I'm doing this for the family that we forget about the family. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and I thank you for your transparency and I thank you for letting us know the importance of that as well because, you know, entrepreneurs and those who are listening, I need you guys to understand. It is very important to incorporate your family in what you do. Like Mr. Shane was saying, when you're when you're setting out, when you're setting out your calendar, it's family first, team building, and then everything else. <laughs> so please understand the importance of that because without that support system, it's harder than it actually should be. It's already going to be hard, but it's harder than it should be when you don't have that support system or when you don't take that time for your family. So thank you very much, Mr. Shane, for your for your transparency. Do you have any final words that you would like to leave with our audience today?
4: Oh, man, final word. You know, The one thing I always tell people is that if you look at just success in general, Mm -hmm. it's just being consistent and just doing the little things that people, you know, Darren Hardy talks about the compound effect. I was never the smartest. I was never the best salesperson. I just worked harder. So as long as you stay persistent, you can find success in this industry.
1: Mm. Thank you very much Shane. And how can our audience find you or reach out to you and if they're in if they're in the in your area how can they reach out to your team to purchase a home from you?
4: Yep. Yep. So we uh you can contact uh us through any of our social media channels um uh Shane Torres. Well, you want to put REMAX, actually, because there's, a, there's a, a comedian named St. Terez also. Terez uh, uh, <laughs> team. Um, wrote, and then uh, my coaching platforms, wrote to 20 Million. Uh, we'd be happy to assist.
1: Awesome. And then you also mentioned your book. Uh,
4: yep, yep. So, so How it
1: can they find your book?
4: The book is also called Road to Twenty Million. It is on Amazon. It is on Kindle. Um, there's the paperback or there's the e uh, e book versions. They're all all there on Amazon. So,
1: all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, please reach out, purchase your home, or just reach out to Shane Torres and have him come out and coach you and help you and purchase his book as well. Thank you so much, Shane, for joining us today for the Secret to Success podcast. We greatly appreciate you, your transparency, and your time. Thank you so much for joining us today.
4: Thanks for having me. It was awesome.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. And in the words of our CEO, you can plant better, you can dominate. Thank you so much. Everyone have an amazing day today.
2: i t e r ziprecruiter. dot com slash b two b, and I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that ziprecruiter.com dot com slash b two b. It's also in the show notes.